You are live with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo in studio here today. I've got my guest co-host, Graham Williams. We have a lot to talk about on today's program, and we will be going open line in the last half of the uh, program. Haven't done that in a little while. Taking your tech calls and questions. Uh, we want to hear from you. In the uh, the tech news today that we'll uh, be covering, uh, everything from uh, robots and automation where that's all leading as far as uh, jobs go in the next uh, 5 to 20 years. A new type of ransomware is hitting once again. You'll have to stay tuned to learn what that is all about and how to protect yourself. And uh, we'll do a little uh, little class on AirDrop. If you use any type of Apple product like an iPad, iPhone, or even uh, a Mac, this is a handy little tool to transfer files around. And we'll explain in a few easy steps how to make the most out of that uh, as well. Uh, some interesting uh, tech stories uh, this week, uh, Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon is uh, trying to make it easier for teens to shop with their parents' credit cards. Isn't that a great idea? Thank God. Yeah. Uh, Amazon, a big e-commerce uh, player, uh, I guess, uh, is trying to uh, train the new generation on how to have an Am- <laughs> Amazon account. So the idea behind this, and I think is launching down in the States, is that teens can sign up for their own Amazon account and then have that account linked with their parents' credit card. So this is a little bit like what we've seen in a few other places. PlayStation actually does this, where you can have a parent account, you can have child accounts, and you can give them a spending limit. Yes. Which is really handy, especially when it comes to Amazon's buy now with one click, which I don't know if you've done. I've actually pocket bought a few things in the past. Yeah, especially if you're a little tired, maybe had a few glasses of wine too many. (laughs) (laughs) You've got like a a 12-pack of uh, Kit Kats on the way. Yeah, I actually bought a lawnmower, which at one point was quite difficult because I live in a condo. Good. So, uh, Yeah, one Amazon executive uh, who helped uh, spearhead this, you know, had heard a story of uh, someone's child ordering a golf cart. Yeah. And obviously that's not a great thing. I, I feel like that was probably intentional, though. Probably. <laughs> yes, there's no doubt Doesn't mean there's the it. walk to school or, the, or there's the bus, or you could ride in style with your own golf, golf cart. If I had access to that, I would probably golf cart it up too. What do you think? You know, is, is this a good thing for parents? Like, I have teens, and, uh, you know, they order stuff online, let's say, you know, Amazon. Uh, but I get an alert the second that my cart has been used by, you know, a lot of these e-tailers. Well, I think as my, as my as order can... is shipping. So that kind of gives me the heads up that, hey, my daughter has just bought a whack load of more stuff. I think they'd probably continue to do that and sort of report upwards. I think that's probably the best idea because yeah. as the parent, you should know what's coming into your house. So, uh, I mean, as long as they kind of keep that in place, I think this is a great idea, right? It empowers kids to work possibly again within, within a spending limit, gives them some autonomy, which we want our kids to have. Uh, but also make sure that they're responsible for the things that they're purchasing so they can't blame it on somebody else in the house anymore. Let's talk about another retailer and just automation in general. On this show, we always talk about technology. I think you and I are very excited about you know the future that it holds, but uh, it is causing fundamental shifts in certain industries, and we've seen this over the years. Uh, you know, the whole physical media category with uh, CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays, uh, you know, what have you. That that is kind of all gone now because all of that media has gone digital. Uh, we've seen it with film as mm-hmm. well. An entire industry poof, done. Yeah, because of digital cameras. There, there are still, uh, you know, some people out there who are committed to film as a format, so... Not that many. <laughs> not, not, not like the heyday. Uh, and we talk a lot about self-driving cars, for example, uh, on this program, and, you know, I'm excited about it. I think that's kind of a, a cool technology. But, you know, there are repercussions to the millions, hundreds of millions of jobs that are out there that uh, this would take away eventually. You know, taxi drivers, truck drivers. Uh, there will be a day when those jobs will disappear because of 
autonomous vehicles. And we're starting to see the same thing in service industries. Now, Walmart uh, is launching trials in some Canadian stores where you can actually scan the items uh, that are going into your grocery cart, uh, either with a little handheld scanner that they loan out uh, or through an app. Yeah. And this kind of speeds up your process quite a bit. I mean, you still have to go through part of the checkout process. It's a little bit more like Costco at that point. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it really does kind of take the time that we spend in line, which I don't think anyone relishes. No. I mean, I will miss out on reading the headlines from the Weekly World News. But, and uh, the Inquirer. And the Inquirer. And People Magazine. Yes. And, and picking up six different chocolate bars that I didn't want, but now I have to have because I've been sitting here for 10 minutes waiting to get through the line. So getting through that process faster, I think, is something that everyone will appreciate. I mean, at that point, you know, do you need fewer people on cash? Possibly. Well, well, well you will. Yeah. Because uh, I think a lot of people, as long as it's an easy process, uh, would find that appealing. Yeah. Because who wants to wait in line? And if you're grabbing these things, you can just quickly scan it. Uh, but there are, again, repercussions to this because you have to know that Walmart loves this or any retailer because uh, it makes it easier for their customers, but it also will reduce reduce their labor costs because they won't need as many cashiers. Walmart says, that's great because we'll have more employees to help the customer find things. It would be nice do you, if they did Okay, that. but do you... <laughs> <laughs> I love the dream, but do you think the millions of jobs that will be lost, uh, not just at Walmart, but in a number of industries, um, do you think they're going to all be replaced by customer service agents that can go and roam the store to, <laughs> to help their customers find the waffle section? Free-range associates, if yeah, you will. Free-range associates. You know, I, no, I mean... No. I, I love the dream, as yeah. you said, but we both know that's not going to happen. You know, yes. in a perfect world, you now have somebody who's going to carry your groceries. Or t- like everyone gets their groceries carried out. Every shelf is perfectly stocked. Every floor is perfectly swept. It's not going to happen. And I would love for Walmart and others to commit to that and say, you know what? We're actually not going to reduce headcount. We're going to go back to this and say, we're going to put these people in other places to make this better. That would actually be a really cool commitment to see from some of those retailers. I don't think we're going to see it. Though. Okay, but do, are there a lot of, of these customer service people roaming the stores now? No. Can you ever find anybody? No. No. <laughs> so I, I, I really don't think, you know, for the 20 cashiers that, you know, that are going to be replaced by this self-scanning technology one day in the future, those are all going to be, you know, thrown onto the floor to help customers. It's a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. So, uh, you know, talking about robots, which we talk a lot about on the program as well, uh, Walmart, I hate, I'm not picking on Walmart, but... Uh, they are testing more robots uh, in their stores uh, as well. And I don't know if you've seen some of these videos online of these giant warehouses where robots are like organizing everything. And I guess that's kind of the same thing here. These robots will take over some of the menial tasks of pricing and stocking shelves and things like that. That's pretty cool. I mean, I start to get scared when I start thinking about them putting robots into loss prevention, you know, maybe rolling out like a T-800 that will chase you down and catch you if you've stolen something. <laughs> Great. So Walmart insists that these robots are here to assist employees, not to replace them. Yeah. Well, of course they're going to say that. Yeah. Because wasn't that the plot of Blade Runner? Something, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, how do you feel about this? Like, obviously technology marches on. You can't stop it. Yeah. Well, I, I look at it this way. I think I don't think there's anyone out there who thinks that there are enough hours in the day. So if we are taking some of these more menial tasks that don't require a lot of critical thought and we're getting machines to do them, we could then take that labor that was doing that and reapply it to other things. This is basically the same story, right? Can we actually have these people go back and do something that's more important? The human brain is a very powerful thing. Yes. We can make great decisions. Yeah. So get the robots to do things that don't require great decisions to be made and start putting people on things that are more important. But these are, okay, so Graham, I totally, I agree, 
agree with you there. Uh, and, you know, in some of these industries we've seen replaced, like film and, you know, physical media. But, you know, a lot of those jobs lost, gone. But um, I think these are maybe a little different. These are service-based jobs, not always as high-paying. Mm-hmm. You know, where will they go? And sure, we have this dream again. We'll retrain all these people for the new industries. But what are those new industries? We might not know now, but... Um, yeah, it's it's a huge question. I think actually it does come down to decision making, right? So the the idea here that we've got a number of automated systems right now in place that you know when you dial into something, you know, choose this or that. Yes. You know, as as fun as those things are, I think they're actually things that there has been some friction with people. Do we start replacing machines with people in places where we know that people get frustrated, get angry? Actually, add a human element back into service where it's required, where decision making is important, where a human element actually is. Key key, and then take it out of things where it's repetitive labor, right? I think that's the trade-off. We start to look at these industries and say, okay, this doesn't require a human brain. Let's put a robot on it. This does require some empathy. Put a human on it. The one thing I don't like is these uh, self-automated order-taking systems now. Like Mm -hmm. you go into some of these fast food restaurants, there's a giant touchscreen and you can order your stuff there. I like it when there's like 300 people in line for the cashier, but uh, is it me or do humans take those orders 20 times faster. Way quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there, and again, not to pick on someone, but McDonald's, I love having the choice. Okay. So that's fantastic. And I can go there if there's a large lineup. But if there's not, I'm going to go to the human every time because sitting on that touchscreen, you know, you're sitting there. It, yeah. it takes for freaking ever. Well, and I think part of it comes from the fact that we don't know the interface, right? Yes. So you're sitting there searching for the, well, I'd like extra pickles button. Yes. And it takes you a good three or four minutes to find extra pickles. That's under accessories. And you're like, why is yeah, that Yeah, and I've, I've used this thing a number of times, and maybe I'm outing myself as someone who's eating at McDonald's way too much. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty good with interfaces, but it still takes me a long time. I mean, I think the key thing here, and we're probably going to see sort of the convergence of this in the next couple of years, is when we can actually speak to these things like uh, a human yeah. being. I need a quarter pounder with cheese meal extra pickles. I want a Sprite with that medium. Don't yeah. upsize my fries. The, the question is, will it be able to do real-time translation? Because at that point, you know, if I go up and order a Royale with cheese, will I still get my quarter pounder? Speaking of translation, uh, when we come back from the break, a Facebook story where they translated something for an Arab construction worker that got him hauled in by the Israeli army. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike. Agarbo here with Graham Williams today. Still lots to talk about on today's program. Shortly we'll be giving you a little uh, quick tutorial on AirDrop for any uh, iPhone, iPad, or Mac users out there. Great little uh, transfer, wireless transfer uh, utility. Uh, We'll also be talking in a while about a new type of ransomware that's uh, hitting folks uh, out there. Uh, I don't know if you saw this story, Graham. Uh, Auto translation. Facebook uh, is... uh, Got that built in, uh, and unfortunately, uh, was a nightmare for a Palestinian man on the West Bank. Uh, This little construction worker guy uh, taking a picture himself beside his bulldozer on a nice sunny day uh, with uh, the caption, Good morning. Anyway, Google Auto Translate uh, had a bit of uh, a different take on that. It uh, translated it into Hebrew, basically saying, attack them. So uh, hilarity ensues. Uh. So can you imagine what happened? Uh, Yeah, the Israeli uh, police come along and pick this guy up uh, because they think he's obviously some sort of terrorist. And they kept him detained for hours before an Arabic translator finally, you know, corroborated his story. 
saying, yeah, it just means good morning. How does that one end? Like, sorry, we've had this actually translated, and apparently you said good morning. So good morning. Uh, have a nice day. So Facebook, oh. Facebook issued an apology. I'll just uh, paraphrase it down to the last bit. My favorite line here. We apologize to him and his family for the mistake and the disruption this caused. This <laughs> guy gets hauled in by the Israeli police, detained for hours. I'm sure that didn't look good to his employer either. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no more selfies with bulldozers. I, I mean, I'm hoping the apology came with maybe a, like a five or six figure sort of. Oh, I doubt it. That's, that's really rough. It. So, like, I mean, we have to be careful when it comes to technology doing this kind of stuff. And we're going to see more of this auto translation. Uh, you know, the new uh, Google what are those pixel pixel buds? headphones? Yeah, yeah. So this was announced uh, a few weeks ago. These are little earphones yep. uh, that uh, work with the Pixel smartphone, and they can do auto translation. So if someone's talking to you in Japanese, these little earbuds will then uh, let you hear that in English. I mean, Google's been at this for a while. There have actually been a number of uh, copycat headphones that have popped up on Kickstarter in the yeah. last couple of weeks because people are like, "Oh, there's apparently a market in here for people around the world to be able to understand each other." Yes. Uh, but Google's been doing. Uh, they had WordLens for a while. I remember that app. It was yep. the app where you'd point your camera at signs. It would translate in real time. Yeah. It actually would put the English words over. Yeah. Like the uh, the Chinese signs. Yeah. Kind it of was aug- like augmented reality. It was like magical. Yeah. Yeah. And so Google actually bought them and integrated that into Google. Translate, which is its own app right now, yes. and still does that. And then you can also uh, record with voice and have it speak for you. So, I mean, I think we're going to hear about more of these rather than less in the near future. Like, this is really going to be, there are going to be some translation issues. I think we all kind of need to go into this understanding that maybe seek to understand first before seeking to arrest. <laughs> anyway, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Nice bulldozer, though. Beautiful bulldozer. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about airdrop. Yeah. Now, this is uh, for the folks out there that have an iPhone or an iPad, uh, perhaps uh, a Mac. And this is a feature uh, not everyone uses, but I think maybe some of the more geekier, nerdier folks use. And it's kind of a, a wireless uh, transfer yes. little utility. Yeah. You can use this to transfer pictures. You can use it to transfer movies. You can use it to share links. Um, personally, I absolutely love it when you go on vacation with friends and family. You all take a bunch of pictures, and you can do a couple of things, right? You could Dropbox them. You can send them via uh, iMessage. You can email them. But all those things have to go up into the Internet and then come back to you. Yes. Whereas AirDrop actually creates this connection directly between the two devices. And it's kind of cool because it's actually a combination between Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. So what essentially it does is it uses Bluetooth to recognize that there is either an eligible AirDrop person around you, um, and you actually have the choice of restricting this. So you can have AirDrop off completely, which I personally recommend when you're kind of wandering around. Yes. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, you can have it on for contacts. So people that you know that are in your contact list. They're in your contact list. It'll see them, and you're good to go. And it actually does all this seamlessly in the background. And then you can have it on for everyone, which is risky. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of get to why it's risky. But essentially what it does is that Bluetooth sees the other person. And when you say that I want to send this via airdrop, it sends a little Bluetooth ping out to them and it comes back and says, yeah, okay, we're good to go. And then it creates a Wi-Fi connection directly to, between the two users and sends that over Wi-Fi. And so you end up with this high-speed transfer where you can transfer like tons of pictures, lots of movies, way faster than you can any other way. So it's actually a really great, great way of doing this. So to find this, it's actually in your control center. You're going to want to make sure that Wi-Fi and Bluetooth are on, and you'll actually see an icon there for AirDrop. And with the new iOS 11, if, you're a, if you've got a device that has 3D touch, you can press and hold on it, and it will actually give you a couple of options. It'll give you off, contacts, or everyone. Um, and I think, I mean, we'll kind of get to it here. The reason why you don't want it on for anyone, everyone is because anywhere you go now, if somebody goes to share something via AirDrop, you'll show up. 
Yes. Which means they can send you anything. Yeah. And, we've and seen you don't some, want those pictures. We've seen some questionable things yeah. sent over AirDrop. So, But uh, the cool thing is uh, we use it in the office all the time, a lot of Mac users. Um, I can basically share a file with you like instantly. I don't have to email it now and clog up the email uh, server. And uh, it just like, pshew, right over. And then you basically say yes or no to receiving all the work that I'm about to give you. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. Really, it's nice and quick. The interesting thing that you'll find here is that the sending device needs to stay on that sending process, but the receiving device can actually go off and do other things. So once you've hit accept, you can go back to browsing the web or checking your email or even making a phone call. What I want to do now is uh, open up the phone lines. Uh, during the last uh, half of the show, we will take any of your tech calls. If you want some buying advice on uh, gadget and gear, uh, we can help you with that. If you've got some issues uh, with your smartphones or, or laptops, we can help solve some of that uh, as well. Here are the phone numbers, so uh, write them down or type them down. 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning anywhere else in North America, one 877 Three nine 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 eight nine eight again one eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. When we come back from the break, we will take some more of your calls. We will have app of the week uh, later on in the program, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about a new type of ransomware that's uh, making the circuit that you need to know about. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio today with Graham Williams. Don't forget to listen to our sister show on Sundays here in CKW and across the Chorus Radio Network. It's called The App Show. It's all about apps, the latest and the greatest, what's hot, what's not. It is really fun to uh, to listen to. Happens uh, 10 a.m. Vancouver time here on CKNW. Goes for an hour, and uh, every week we cover the Hot 5, Travel App of the Week, Crazy App of the Week, uh, what's streaming on Netflix and Amazon and Crave TV. Uh, it, it's a must-listen-to show if you've got a smartphone or tablet, and uh, Graham is one of the producers and uh, co-hosts on that as well. Yeah, having a lot of fun with the app show. Yeah, just keep coming up with apps. <laughs> or, now, Stranger Things just came out, Yes, and there's a, there's a Stranger Things game. Have you tried it? I've tried it. It's like an old NES, Super NES game, and it is a blast. <laughs> so if you're out there and you like Stranger Things and you like games, give that one a shot. It's free. We're going open line now here on Get Connected. That means we're taking your phone calls, your tech questions. Uh, if you need help uh, with buying advice, we can help you. We'd love to help you. 604 280 one eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight for anywhere in North America. We are going to uh, talk to JD, who is on the line. Hey, JD. Hey there. Love the show, guys. Thank you. Um, what can we do for you? Uh, quick question. Yep. Where did I got two questions? Well, preface it with where did uh, the other song go? Is run out of licensing? Get connected. Which which one? The get connected song. Yeah. The the original ones by the Stereo MCs or or are yeah. yes. Uh, well, Andy uh, Barrar, who uh, works with me, uh, actually uh, came up with uh, the new theme song here. One day out uh, while mowing his lawn, he felt inspired and came back and, and wrote it for us. Oh, yes, very so, nice, Ed. Yes. Like tap the toe to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't think there's a way, but is there a way on the iPhone to put the blue dot back on the text messages as if, uh, you know, Mark has unread? And... Um, my second question is, I'm involved in a gang text message that all of a sudden has everybody responding to me. There's about six or seven people. It's kind of fun. But now I've lost the gang. I, everybody's responding from their, like, singularly, not within that gang the group, mode, I guess. Yeah, the group and message. That's right. And they're all prefaced with no subject. This is an option you can put on. 
but I don't have that option on. I don't know why everybody's responding. Is it because possibly because they've canceled the gang text on their end, and now they're just, but they're still getting it when I send it? Okay, so two things here. Uh, the first one, unfortunately, there isn't a way to turn on the unread again. Now, you can actually do this. If you've got to read a message without letting somebody know that you've read it, you can actually go into airplane mode, read the message, close the app, and then turn off airplane mode. And that will actually prevent the uh, read message going through sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't turn that back on, unfortunately. Um, with a group message, though, there can be a couple of reasons why that's happening. Um, the big one, though, is that if you have a mix of uh, iMessage and text message users. So people that are in that group that are on iPhone or an Android phone, for yes. example. Yes. Yeah, so if you've got blue and green bubbles together, you're going to have that, that come apart. Yes. The best thing to do, really, is to actually start a new group message and see if that kind of pulls everybody, everybody back in. Um, the the real solution though for a lot of people though is actually finding a cross platform uh, WhatsApp messaging. WhatsApp yeah. for example yeah. WhatsApp Facebook Messenger um, those those are the ones that a lot of people are using right now and that I think is probably going to be a better solution uh, if it's available to you yeah because then he won't have the problems with people falling off or dropping out yeah, yeah. and I mean uh, I mean the, the one reason that people love iMessage is the fact that you can get red receipts which you don't get in a group text so going back to something like Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp can actually be uh, a more preferable solution. Taking your calls here on Get Connected. We're your online tech support here, or on air tech support. Uh, we are going to uh, jump here to our friend Ken. How you doing, Ken? How are you? Good. What can we do for you? A quick question. Uh, what's your take on the iPhone X or 10 compared to the Samsung Galaxy? Good question. Uh, I have not gotten my hands on one physically, physically yet. I'm hoping to in the next week or so. Looks very exciting. Uh, the interesting thing with the new iPhone 10 is that it is all screen, something that a few other phones are doing now, like the Samsung phones, the Essential phone, uh, for example, and it does away with the home button, which has been a mainstay of the iPhone since it uh, really began. Uh, so there's a new way to access that. But the big thing to unlock the phone now, because there's no fingerprint scanner, it's your face. Your face unlocks the phone. And that will be interesting to see how well that works. There's a couple of things that I'm really intrigued about that with. And I mean, retraining myself to use a home button-less phone, I think, is going to be kind of interesting for me. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that I do like, though, is that you can actually set notifications. And you can do this with your uh, regular iPhone as well. But you can set notifications to show previews when it's you. So when the phone is unlocked, it'll show previews on the screen. But if it's not, it'll just say there's a notification. Got so it kind of keeps some yeah. privacy there. Um, so basically, you pick up your phone. You can see there's notifications. You put it back down again. It yeah. locks itself. Um, I mean, versus the Samsung Galaxy, both are really, really great devices. Yeah, Samsung's done a great job with uh, the Galaxy and the, the Galaxy Note. Yeah, and phones. I mean, the, the the question right now is just, again, like, which ecosystem are you in? You know, are you looking to jump ship? I know there are a lot of people out there who they get bored with their phones. This is this is not me. I don't look at my phone and say, I need to be more interested in you. I just need you to do things for me. Yes. You know, so if you're, if you're the type of person who says, well, I need something new every year, well, maybe go ahead and jump back and forth. Yeah. Both are great devices to do that with. Um, you know, both have contactless charging. Uh, Loving you know, that. Which is, I think, that's long overdue for the iPhone. Finally, yeah. I have an iPhone 8 Plus right now, and I love it. Every yeah. night I just put it on the, just lay it down on the wireless charger on my nightstand. I don't have to plug in anything in. It is fantastic. It's, it's, it really is a, a much better. I mean, we're getting to the point now where we're probably not going to have that charging port on there anymore. No. Give that a couple of years. But, you know, between the two, you obviously got the, the Galaxy S8. You've got the Galaxy Note uh, 8. And then yeah. you've got the iPhone 10. The you know what I like about the 10, uh, having that full 
screen without the bezel, mm-hmm. uh, you get a giant screen on it now, and it makes it smaller. Yeah. Uh, I love my 8 Plus that I'm trying out right now. I, I went from a 7 to an 8 Plus, so it's, you know, it's a shift in size. I'm still having a hard time. Yeah. Because I like doing the one-finger typing. Yes. And I'm having a hard time on the Plus. Now, did you know the fun thing with the keyboard on that one? Yes. If you press and hold the emoji? Yep. So if you are on a, a Plus-size phone uh, on iOS, uh, holding down the little emoji, the little smiley face icon on the keyboard, brings up uh, a left or right keyboard so you can actually get to the things fa- faster. For those of us who don't have massively yep. long fingers and thumbs. Anyway, both great phones. Uh, iPhone ten. It's really relying on some new features because it doesn't have a home button, doesn't have a fingerprint scanner anymore. So it's asking users to make a fundamental shift in how they use the phone. How well that will be adopted uh, remains to be seen. I've actually been approved for a mortgage for one, so that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back, we're going to take some more calls. So uh, Ed, Ross, and uh, Philip, stay on the line. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. We're taking your call, 604-280-9898. That's right. We're open line. We're your on-air tech support here on the Get Connected show. A little bit we'll be doing uh, App of the Week, so stay tuned for that. Before we get to some more of the calls, uh, a new type of ransomware uh, has tapped an NSA exploit to uh, cause havoc. Yeah, this one's, uh, I mean, it's leveraging an older exploit, but uh, essentially it's a crypto locker. And so this is a drive-by download, which means that you go to a website, doesn't look like it's downloading anything. It downloads a file in the background. And you don't even know. And you don't know. And especially if you do have open uh, files on download, it will open up that download. And it looks like an Adobe Flash updater, which should be your first tip off, because if you've got Flash installed, we really need to have a good talk. Yes. It's time for Flash to go. Um, but at that point, if you do install it, then it installs this wonderful crypto locker software. And it also has this SMB exploit, which means that any other machine on your network will then get this file sent to them. And you'll see the same sort of thing happen. So this is kind of a, a lovely bit of ransomware with a, with a, just a, a sousant of uh, worm built into it to help spread it. And essentially, will lock your stuff up. And then you get this notification saying, hey, we've got your files. We want, usually it's $200 in Bitcoin which isn't that much Bitcoin anymore. No. Um, But we want $200 in Bitcoin, and then we'll unlock your stuff. And, uh, you know, from what we're hearing from users, yes, they are unlocking your stuff, but maybe be smart about it. What are some uh, ways people can protect themselves, Graham? A couple of things. One, patch your systems, right? Because this does leverage an older exploit. So if your system is patched, you won't be getting this file pushed to you in quite as many ways. So get the updates in Windows and and on your Mac. I mean, if you're running Windows 7, if you're running even Windows 8, it's really time to make the shift to Windows 10. If your computer can run it, and if it can't, it might be worth looking at a new computer. Um, but keeping things patched, making sure that you're not running files that you don't know for sure that you downloaded, uh, anything that says, you know, updater, Adobe, whatever, uh, if you feel like that's been downloaded, delete it, go back to Adobe's website or the company that you believe it came from, their, their website, and download the, the legit file and do it that way. Much better way to go about it. You're listening to Get Connected right now, your weekly dose of technology. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, The App Show, here on CKNW and across the Chorus Radio Network. It's... Uh, here on CKNW, anyway, 10 a.m. Sundays from 10 to 11. It is fantastic. Uh, if you have a smartphone, a tablet, a smart TV, it's a must-listen to. We're going to talk about all the latest and greatest apps and, and all the cool TV shows and movies streaming on places like Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. going to jump back to the phone lines here. We've uh, got Ross, who's been waiting patiently. Hey, Ross. Hi. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good. What can we do for you? I have a bit of a problem. I um, downloaded a 1600, 1. 1.6 gig uh, file from iCloud, and um, the problem is not usually that 
I'm not able to play the movie files. Uh, I don't have a Mac. I have a PC. And I use Media Player Classic Home uh, Cinema to play, and that's been successful up until this point. This particular file, when I go to open it using Media Player Classic, tells me it cannot render the file. Now, is that simply some missing bits and pieces during the download time? It took about three, over three hours to, uh, to download this according to my download speed. So I'd rather not have to re-download it. If that is the fix, that's what I'll do. But it cannot render the file. Um, it's the only time I've ever seen that with, uh, with a movie file downloaded from iCloud. What, is, is there software out there that can fix it? Is it iCloud or iTunes? It's iCloud. iCloud. Uh, do you know what file format it is? Uh, uh, the, the .mov. Oh, weird. So do you think uh, it's corrupted? Uh, it could be corrupted, but you may actually just be missing a plugin. I would actually give VLC a, a shot first. And that's uh, Victor, Larry, Charlie? Yeah, VLC. VLC. Um, and it's a free uh, video player that can basically play any video file format you throw at it. And uh, if you can't open it with that, it, it might be a corrupted file. And again, VLC uh, available for Mac, uh, PC, and even mobile devices. Mobile devices yeah. uh, as well. That that tends to be like the the sledgehammer that fixes a lot of video problems. So if it's not it, then I'd say do a do a redownload if you can. Going to jump here. Uh, I think it's Philip. Uh, how you doing? Oh, very good. Thank you. What can we do for you? Yeah, no problem. What can we do for you? Hey, I got a small business, yeah. and I've been continually bombarded with uh, calls coming from. Uh, what they say are Google uh, people, and they say that we can enhance your... I just have the simple listing. And uh, so uh, I've been avoiding them lately, but I, <laughs> in an effort to try to stop them, I was talking to one guy, and he said, oh, well, we'll enhance your uh, Google listing, and a you know, one-time charge, $300, and uh, you never have will get all the search engines going to steer calls your way. But then they sent a legal document, and they took a $300 charge and credit card. The client must acknowledge the following with respect to the services. The company will manage and or control the client's Google My Business listing, Google Maps link, so forth and so forth, but that authorizes the group, the, the company, to charge the credit card, and it's also they assume ownership of your Google listing. Great. <laughs> wow. I think it might lead to a bunch more uh, fees. Yes. <laughs> this is uh this is a capital S C A M scam. Yes. This is not Google. Uh yeah. this is typically a company out of India. And the reason that they have your contact information is because you have your contact information visible on your website domain registration. Uh-huh. So what you're gonna want to go do do is find your domain registrar and pay the eight bucks a year for privacy. Yeah, so for example, if you buy gram.com for your new gram cracker business, because <laughs> why wouldn't you sell that if your name was Graham? Right. Uh, you, you, need, you want that domain name, yes. that address. So you go and register that with one of the name uh, registration companies. And yeah, like you said, uh, a lot of people just put all their contact info up there and you don't want to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys right here, they're aggressively pursuing you and they will and they're absolutely, good. they'll run up the, the bill on you. Oh, they're good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there are, gr- there are plenty of great agencies out there that can help you with your Google listings. Yes. Go find them. Don't let them find you. Yes. Right. So these guys right now block the number. Uh, if they call back, politely ask to be put on the do not call list. It won't happen, but you'll feel better about it. And then make sure you get that privacy set up on your domain and they will eventually go away. When we come back, it's App of the Week time. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. On the line right now, we have our friend Christina Stoyanova. She uh, is also a co-host and one of the producers on the new app show, 
every Sunday, 10 a.m. here on CKNW. It's also across the course radio network here in Canada. We talk about all the latest apps uh, for smartphones, tablets, and TVs. But right now we want to talk about App of the Week here on Get Connected. How are you doing, Christina? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you? Good. Uh, we miss you in studio today. Yes, it's a bright, sunny day, so I thought I'd play hooky today. Did you get to sleep in? I sure did. <laughs> yes, we're uh, both envious. Uh, what is your app of the week? Uh, yeah, app of the week. I thought we'd uh, get into the Halloween spirit a little bit this week and uh, look at a couple of apps, actually, uh, that will help you get there. The first one is called The Walking Dead, Dead Yourself. So this app is available on both Android and iOS. And it lets you upload a photo of yourself and then uh, add things like zombie eyes, mouse, and other props from The Walking Dead. And then you can actually share that uh, photo on your Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I, th- I think something like that, uh, and again, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, must-have app, would probably make me look better. <laughs> no I w- comment. I would say. Okay, we, we haven't got much time. What's the second uh, app uh, for Halloween? Uh, again, a zombie app. It's Plants vs. Zombies. This is uh, an oldie but a goodie. It's a game where you are a homeowner who's trying to plant a number of different defensive and offensive plants to protect yourself from the zombie invasion. Love it. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow on the App Show. Sounds good. And that was Christina Stoyanova with App of the Week. Uh, and again, uh, big plug for our app show tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. here on CKNW. You have to listen. It's a lot of fun. I've got uh, myself, Graham, and uh, Christina. We talk about all the latest and greatest uh, apps. Uh, we also uh, have a really great interview tomorrow with Silken Lauman, mm-hmm. uh, talking about uh, a great uh, uh, app to help uh, kids and parents uh, with autism. Uh, they've partnered with uh, Samsung uh, to uh, help uh, get the word out uh, on that. So uh, really great, some of the technologies and, and apps uh, that can help people out there. Yeah, it's a good show. It's going to be fun. That's all the time uh, we have uh, left on today's program. I want to thank everyone that helps put the program together, and I want to especially thank Graham Williams for uh, getting out of bed this morning <laughs> as well. I know you had uh, a busy week here and a late night, so uh, as always, uh, appreciate it. My pleasure. This is Mike Agarbo logging off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next time.